One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman at the Darren Sammy National Cricket Stadium in St Lucia, where it has been a beautiful couple of days here in the Caribbean. But are the conditions about to get a little bit more hostile for the England cricketers? Here's, oh, that one has popped up into the shoulder of the bat. And what a catch! What a catch! Shay Hope has taken it at third slip off the rebound from the man in the gully. You will hear from the England captain Joe Root later, as well as find out what changes England are set to make for this crucial test. Uh, of course, you're always looking for um, continuity where you can, but you've also got to look at ways of um, exploiting the conditions that you're in. And on, on occasions throughout this, there have been, you know, arguably, you could say that we might have got selections wrong on, on a few occasions. Um, but. I think you've also got to look at that we've, we've underperformed and we've not been at our best. The West Indies have been forced into a change of their own with Craig Brathwaite taking over captaincy duties in place of the suspended Jason Holder. Uh, obviously England are going to lose too. And, you know, we just want to continue doing what we've been doing, you know. We want to stay disciplined. Also, we can't worry, worry about England. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of the Caribbean. You're listening to Following On. I'm pleased to say I'm joined by the Suns, John Etheridge and Jonathan Loser here as well. But he's just, no, Jonathan, you're more than welcome to walk with us as we uh, uh, just discuss the permutations of what we could see and the makeup, really, of the England team, John. We've just heard from Joe Root that uh, Ben Folkes is fit. Uh, and we're still waiting on Ben Stokes, but there's still so many questions. Uh, is Jennings going to play? Is Denley going to play? Curran? Uh, we know Wokes isn't, but it's, it does seem a bit strange for the third test match to, uh, to have so many questions in and around the England team. Yeah, not ideal. Obviously, they're 2-0 down, and that always tends to bring sort of issues with selection and that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, Stokes and folks, uh, if they're both fit, I suspect be one change, actually. Just uh, Mark Wood coming in for Sam Curran. So the usual thing applies. It's the batsmen who muck up and they change the bowling yeah it is a bit strange isn't it it's, it's just been a, a catalogue of of poor batting performances it's a but it is a bowler's change but I suppose 
when you've only got one batsman in reserve and he's already been dropped, um, that's just the position that you find yourself in. It's not ideal, though, when you consider that there is just one four-day test match between now and the Ashes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's come as a real shock to England on this tour. They they arrived here having won eight of their previous nine tests. They had a bit of luck in those games with the toss and that sort of stuff, but they were on a bit of a roll. They played well in difficult alien conditions in Sri Lanka. So to come here and produce two absolutely shocking performances against a team who are rated well down the rankings in this sort of test league table, I think it's come as a big surprise. And uh, the Windies are bowled particularly well. They played well. They batted with patience and discipline. But England have been really poor. They've been unable to deal with the pace and aggression and discipline as well of the, the West Indies uh, quick quartet and, uh, and of course also we had the uh, rather unexpected sight of the slow bowler Roston Chase taking eight wickets in the second inning in Barbados so really all round it's been a, a pretty miserable tour so far for England uh, Jonathan I'm going to bring you in if you don't mind you write about a lot of different sports um, is cricket unique in so far that certainly within team sport anyway that the writers and the fans uh, both here and back home actually take a lot of um, pleasure, I suppose, in the successes of the opposition. They don't just dwell on um, the deficiencies of the team they've come out to support. Yeah, I think cricket's always been a quite a broad church in that respect. I, th- I think it's because it's, it's not a massive sport like football, and the health of the global game is, is something that's that's of interest to to I think all, all right-thinking fans. So when a team like West Indies or, or even you know Bangladesh beating England a few years back does well, I think there is a, a sort of a generosity of spirit that maybe you don't get in other sports. I suppose it reminds me a little bit as well of the way that people, maybe of a generation above myself, look back at the glory days of Ferrari, you know, when they talk about Formula One. It's that kind of, uh, you're dipping into the, into the past of your youth and that's where you, you form these affiliations to, to the sport. But um, I, I can't imagine any English person or many cricket fans harking back to the great Australian side in the same way they do to the West Indies yeah well Australia I think that's a kind of that's a pretty unique rivalry and, and I think it's one that's based on it's always been based on this sort of mutual antagonism uh, but the West Indies is, I guess is one of these it's a horrible word but it's one of these iconic sporting brands you know up there with, with Ferrari or, or the All Blacks and, and you know you see England fans walking around here with West Indies tops which you know you, you probably wouldn't see in Australia Absolutely, I certainly wouldn't find me in that. Um, Guys, thank you very much. Jonathan Lou from The Independent, John Etheridge from The Sun. Let's have a little listen, actually, to what the captain, uh, Joe Root, had to say to Neil Manthorpe. Joe, it's been a week um, since the series was lost. Um, How how are you and the mood in the camp? Yeah, we've turned up this week making sure that we do everything we can to win this final game. Um, Of course, it is a dead rubber and the series is gone, but there's still a lot to play for 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 us as a team. Obviously, got a huge summer of cricket ahead um, with the Ashes around the corner. Um, and you know, coming off the back of two disappointing performances, we want to put that right. Captains do generally like a bit of continuity in a settled team. Um, so, has it been difficult for you in the circumstances? Uh, of course, you're always looking for um, continuity where you can, but you've also got to look at ways of um, exploiting the conditions that you're in. And on, on occasions throughout this, there have been. You know, arguably you could say that we might have got selections wrong on, on a few occasions um, but I think you've also got to look at that we've, we've underperformed and we've not been at our best and have to accept that as well um, and find ways of, of putting that right very quickly so as a side um, individually had that responsibility to go away this week have a good think about how we're going to put that right um, and, and how we can take that into the games I think that's the most important thing we've got we've done a lot of talking we've done a lot of um, thinking and, and it's all about now putting putting that into practice and, and into action 
every time a captain, a batting captain, goes through the tiniest slump, people will say that it's the captaincy that it's affecting his form. No, I don't think that's the case. I think if you look at the the four um, the four knocks that I've had, three of them, there's not really much I could have done about those three deliveries, which might to some look like an excuse, but I think you've got to be quite realistic. I think at times, um, you know, the majority of the time, if being honest, is bound to batsman error, and um, there are ways that you could play things differently and um, I, I think honestly three of those occasions there's, there's not a huge amount I could have done and of course that has a big effect on, on the rest of the group and the situation in terms of how we're batting and that's frustrating um, but ultimately it's about you know, this week now if I get an opportunity to get in and go big you've got to take that chance and, and really make it count so um, fully I think fully aware within my own game that I'm in a place to go and make a big score and you know I'm I'm not too concerned about you know having two games where I've I've not got the runs that I would have liked. I think you've had your fair share of Jaffers now. Um the coach has had some strong words to say about fight and grit and determination etc. Um there's a time for stern words and also a time for for regathering everybody together and sort of focusing and being positive. Is that what you've been trying to do? I think a combination. I think it's you've got to be aware that performances like that aren't good enough. Um, but at the same time, you've got to see it for for what it is, and you've got to find individually. Uh, you know, batters in particular, you've got to look at you know, what is it that I've been doing wrong. What, where, what are the areas that I can improve on, um, and then take that forward into the game. And I think the guys have done a lot of that this week. It, as I say, it'd be a lot about speaking with bat in hand rather than. Um, you know, <laughs> talking the right stuff now it's about putting that in performance putting that into practice in, in the games and Manners joins me now uh, fresh and speaking to Joe Root I tell you what Manners at the start of this podcast we didn't know what the team was and in the time it took for you to speak to Joe Root and him to flat back um, the questions away uh, we have had a steer from a source who suggests that Mark Wood is going to play uh, Ben Folks is going to miss out irrespective of uh, whether he's recovered from injury Denley retains his place, but not as opener. He bats at three with Jennings coming back into the fold at two. The only question is, will Stokes play? If he doesn't, it'll be Curran. And if he does, well, Curran will sit this one out. So that's uh, breaking news for you on, on Talk Sports, uh, no matter what time you're listening to this. But yeah, so big changes for England, come what may. Uh, and a real sign about where they see this side moving forward with not just this match, but the Ashes coming up in England this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, I asked Joe about uh, whether it was difficult captaining a team that was in so much transition. Um, I suggested to him that all captains like continuity and I think he's really striving for that I mean England have a maximum of nine days of test cricket to go until the ashes so they need to start uh, making some hard decisions and sticking to them as someone who's been observing and commentating on England's cricket not just for the last couple of tours but all of all of your life is there something quintessentially English about the way that we get wrap ourselves up in knots um, and the English team do and the journalists get in, get involved and it just seems like other countries don't do it. But then I suppose you have to look at South Africa with their own problems. The West Indies have got theirs. Uh, Australia, it's just one of the beauties of cricket, isn't it? I just think that there's more of a focus and more attention on England selection issues because uh, of the, the media. I mean, there's more English media than in any other country. And there are probably more cricketers to choose from as well. Um, but um, are they of sufficient quality? They're, you know, there's there are a lot 
lot is being made about the apparent lack of options at the top of the batting order, and that is something that needs to be addressed. I mean, we've heard Nasser and and Michael Atherton talking about uh, technical deficiencies and mm. the lopsided nature of the domestic season. Um, you know, young opening batsmen have to bat either in May or August, um, and that's not easy. Um, yeah, um, but there, there is something quintessentially English about about team selection um, and about the amount of, of speculation. Uh, you know, the best England teams have been the most settled ones, and that's just a fact. Absolutely. Um, well, let's have a listen to uh, to Craig Brathwaite, the standard interim caretaker, however you want to call it, uh, captain of uh, the West Indies. Uh, he spoke to you a few moments ago. Craig, uh, always an honour to, to lead in a test match and what, uh, what a pleasure with 2-0 up with one to play. Yeah, obviously always a pleasure and obviously 2-0 up is great. But, you know, we have one more game and we can't take it for granted. You know, we want to keep, keep going through our process, keep doing the right things and, you know, enjoy it. Have you been surprised by the apparent lack of discipline of the England batting lineup? Um, you know, I obviously can't relate to that. I, tell, I thought as a bowling group we did well. Uh, obviously England, England lost too. And, you know, we just want to continue doing what we've been doing, you know. We want to stay disciplined. Also, we can't worry, worry about England. Yeah, oh, that was my next question. How well have you bowled? Your four-man pace attack's been amazing. Yeah, obviously they're doing a great job, you know, for us. Um, obviously, Shannon Gary with the extra pace. You know, all the guys doing a wonderful job, man. You know, we just want to aim for consistency. You know, that's the main thing for us. Jason used the phrase, we're living as one, um, which which hasn't always been the case with West Indies teams, hasn't it? What does that mean to you? Well, you know, obviously as a family, you know, it's, it's, it's like blood. And, you know, I think each each and every guy is supporting one another. They're there for one another, you know, whether it's in the nets, throwing balls, supporting. And, you know, that's been well for us you know the guys really come together well as a team and as a group group of guys a family and you know it could only it could only help us on the field finally do you have any team news is Big O'Shane going to play um, that decision hasn't been made as yet um, I'll see probably a little later today very best of luck enjoy the test match yeah thanks man uh, O'Shane Thomas I, mean, I think we all want to see him bowl don't we Yes, we do. Stuart Law um, spoke to us really interestingly um, during the first test match and he said that he's capable of bowling 100 miles an hour. And that wasn't a metaphor. Seriously, he said he can bowl 100 miles an hour. He then said he can't bowl that for very long (laughs) because he needs to work on his fitness. But I tell you what, I mean, they talk about him carrying a few extra pounds. Doesn't look like it to me. I mean, he looks like the the elite athlete, and he was quick, and he was, uh, and it was interesting because when he was warming up this morning, um, Shannon Gabriel shouted to him from about forty yards away. That's it, Thomas. That's your first Test wicket. So that was a strong indication that he thought he was going to play. Brilliant stuff, man. As I let you go, um, and that pretty much brings us to the end of the following on podcast of today. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll be back here at the, the Darren Sammy National Cricket Ground uh, for uh, a recap of the first day's play of the third test match you can follow it live and exclusive on TalkSport The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism and this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. 
Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.